Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? Boyale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my... my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone you're listening to and watching superhero speak and i'm your host dave and john and jd <laughs> now i know we're on youtube now i'm going to take a drink of this let's call it nog um and uh <laughs> That's pretty foamy nog there. This is this is this is going. That's, that's, that's got that nog has a good head on it. Yeah, this this, this is this is going to be an interesting conversation about Wonder Woman and what I have we were talking tea. about before. Oh yeah. Oh no, yes. I've got. I have water, so yeah. I've got I've got my um, tea too, but but your cup says Java. Yeah, well, Ooh. I also Decept- program in Java, so deceptive. Yes, very <laughs> deceptive and cute. Well, so I, uh, I kind of find it funny to put tea in a Java cup before the before the figured. Before this three-way argument starts, uh, how is okay? So first off, um, this is our first episode of 2021. We uh, took last week off. We normally take two weeks off, but we kind of had to talk about this movie because it seems to have divided all of fandom right Nerd, now. Nerddom is up in arms. Yes, um, and uh, and of course we didn't technically miss last week because there was a bonus that was put out. It was the crossover episode. Uh, that I was in with the rest of the Geek World All Stars, and uh, we talked about our favorite non-Christmas Christmas movies. Um, you know, which one won? <laughs> oh, well, of course, uh, Gremlins. Uh, I was going to say it was Gremlins or um, actually, the- actually, my number one was Iron Man Three. <laughs> that look is completely worth it. Just, just. YouTube. Right. That's no. That's YouTube. That was Shane Black. Everything takes place during Christmas, but nothing right. is actually about Christmas. Yes, that's the whole. That was the whole point of the list. That's Shane. Yeah, Shane Black. Um, so, how were your guys' uh, holidays, John? How was your your holiday season? I'm surprisingly well rested. Like you know, I mean, gained three pounds. Gonna have to work on that. Um, but that's because you know I was I was an idiot and I put. Um, biscotti and treats on my uh, on my Christmas list, and I've got people sent me stuff from Mexico. People sent me <laughs> stuff from Japan. Uh, I've got fifty different types of biscotti now. I like you know, so I'm eating well, <laughs> technically. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, otherwise, I've uh, been playing a lot of Minecraft with one of my nephews. Uh, started up a server um, online, so like you know. I, I know you guys don't do gaming, but you know maybe we could get some other people there. Um, uh, otherwise, that's it. You know, just uh, just well rested and and fun, and did some reading, working my way up to your books, JD. Whatever. And uh, yeah. you paid for them. I don't care anymore. 
<laughs> nice. Nice. Um, you? Oh. Did, no, you get, did you get the new one I sent, by the way? Not yet, no. Your mail is so slow. Yes. Yeah. Well, I heard the horse broke down around the corner once, so, you know. Did you shoot him? Through, through a shoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> how, was, uh, how was Christmas in your new house, J.D.? It was awesome. Uh, it was really great. We had the two trees this year, so we had fun. We put uh, his Santa presents under his tree, his little tree, mm-hmm. and we put our regular presents under the family tree. And uh, he got some stuff he's been asking for for months. So it was really great. Like I'm enjoying, I just enjoy watching him enjoy Christmas. You know, I'm trying to enjoy the fact that he's little right now, and they're not going to be like that forever. So it was fun, right. man. I enjoyed yeah. the holiday. Well, he's at that age where yeah, they enjoy yeah. it. He, he's not, he's it's not a great bitter time. yet. Yeah, he's four, so it's like a good age to just, you know, he loves Christmas, like the whole thing. We did the Santa NORAD tracker. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got I excited. My daughter. It was a great way to put him down. I was like, hey, man, you don't go to sleep. Santa's not coming. Okay, right. I'll go to sleep. If I could do that every night, I would. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, things went good. I got, I got picked up by another uh, wrestling outlet that I'll be writing for. So, more money. Um you, you you do like have this thing called a time constraint though? No, fuck. No, I wrote, so I, oh, get this. Cause we had off all weekend. I wrote everything for that site in one weekend. Wow. <laughs> so I did nothing else. The, the grandparents had the kid. So it was awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. doing good. Finished another book. Got that up to the editor, starting a new one tomorrow. I'm excited. How many, how many books is, are you going to try to write in 2021? The goal was 10 in 2020. Then, you know, 2020 happened in the move and I wound up with six. So not as bad as I thought. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, I'm going to be more realistic this year and say eight. Wow. And if I count the one that I finished on New Year's Eve, I'm already up by one. Or no, does that not, does that not count? That's a little bit. Uh, oh, come okay. on. Damn. Okay. So yeah, eight. Mm-hmm. Eight's the goal. We'll see what happens. Well, John, how many are you going to write in 2021? I'll be happy with one. Yes. yes. <laughs> one. <laughs> Which I did work on this this, this for you. the last two weeks. Good for you. So I got my outline up to book three now, and and I I got two more chapters written. So I actually worked on it. I'm just, I was kind of happy. Good for you. Good for you. You're not unemployed anymore, so you have yeah. a job. So well, I have no. This is yeah, what I do now. I know. I'm I'm kind of well. I know it's kind of a blessing and a curse. Like yeah, I got money coming in, but on the other t- on the other side, like sitting down and concentrating on a book when you've got. You know, when you're on call and I get you've it. got and you've got thousands of lines of code running through your head and and dealing with you know 15 teams, I just I, I you know if I wish I could quit my job and just do that, then I'd have my book written. If okay. anyone else said they had 15,000 lines of code running through their head, I'd say, yeah, you're being silly. You, I believe. <laughs> so you said that, and I immediately thought of Johnny Mnemonic, that Keanu Reeves yeah, movie from exactly. the 90s. And I, but I can actually see that being John. That's why I didn't make a joke about it. I'm like, you, no, you that's, know, that works. Johnny Mnemonic is based on John O'Grady. I thought you knew that. <laughs> no, I didn't, but I believe it. Hey, I I checked my GitHub. I've written almost a half million lines of code last year. So as long as you didn't snort that many, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what the effect of code is on the brain. I don't know. I was making, a, I was making a joke. You, they're not all winners. Like you set them up. I gotta I gotta swing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My Christmas was pretty quiet. You interrupted. I was about to get it there. Pretty quiet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, for reasons that we won't discuss yeah. on air, I have not seen my grandkids yet, but I will be seeing them Saturday. So um, Good. that'll Good. be our, our Christmas celebration. But uh, Good. yeah, it's uh, it was quiet. Went to my mom's, had ham and kibasi like we do every year. So 
We had ham too. I, I think I put on at least 15 pounds. <laughs> so back to the gym soon. It's the holidays, man. You're allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like if you if you're under like 30 pounds, you know, extra, well, then you you uh you 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 did well because between it, it, all the food and the two big dinners and all the treats and the cookies and whoever else makes things. Joey uh from So Wizard actually messaged me and he was like wow you look so good you know you've lost so much weight because they've been he's been watching us on youtube and i'm like oh cool and he's like i, I don't mean that in a prison way <laughs> 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 so john we we the last time we were together we raved and raved about the final episode of the mandalorian what did you think oh no like i squeed like a little girl when the X-Wing flew on. Like I, I, as I was saying before we started, um, I knew I had already been spoiled on it. And then you guys talked about it, Mm -hmm. but of course, you know, I hadn't actually seen the whole sequence. I hadn't seen any of the sequence and I, you know, I just had the idea in my mind. So when I saw the buildup and the hit, yeah. Like, you know, and that we geeks, you know, there's not a whole lot of us, not true geeks anyway. Like, Geek culture has kind of taken over, right? Um, in a in a certain fashion. Let's not but, keep here, man. Geeks are geeks. Yeah, yeah, geeks are geeks. But yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like you know, most people love the 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 Marvel movies and all the science fiction stuff, Look. but they but they're not geeks like us, right? So what I, what I'm trying to get at is that um, we, we we don't we don't get to like I don't. There's nobody I can watch this stuff with and have reactions with. Um, so I watch a lot of reaction videos on YouTube and the reaction videos for that episode ranged from silently crying to, uh, screaming and walking away from the camera to, I watched now the best, the best one was actually interesting. The best one was this old woman. She was probably, you know, 60 looked like she had had a hard life was chain smoking was in the stained chair was sitting there watch i guess her grandson had come over to to uh videotape her watching that episode um and when it got to luke i watched this woman who obviously had been through the ringer in life turn into a little girl and start weeping and talking about how in second grade everybody had wanted to marry luke and and be saved by luke and it's luke skywalker and she couldn't believe it and it's I mean, it was, it's what they, what Favreau did was bring back one of the most loved pieces of nostalgia that you could possibly have today for geeks and brought it back for anybody who's ever watched the Star Wars movies and liked them. And, you know, I, that, I mean, so that's the the reaction I had was basically um, the, the mid, the middle ground. I was, I was, I was, had tears while I was laughing because you know, Luke Skywalker comes up. He's a Jedi Master. You know what he's been through. You know how strong he is. And you're looking at those at those um, robots, hoping that they've got you know recycle uh, marks on all their pieces. <laughs> they're like they're they're done. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I mean, I loved that scene absolutely, Uh-oh. and and it was a big middle finger to Kathleen Kennedy and the directors of the other movies. And I, I, I mean, I also did a lot of research and, and, you know, I, I, I followed this rabbit hole and there's, there's you know, all the politics that's going on with the star Wars stuff. The fact that Eisner took 
Kathleen Kennedy off of everything and is basically handing it to Favreau now, even though Kathleen Kennedy's in charge, she's not allowed to make any decisions anymore. And because of how bad the last three movies have been and, you know, and it seems like Favreau's being given the chance to not only do the Mandalorian exactly how he wants without any interference, but that's becoming a jumping off point for the book of Boba Fett, um, a couple of other, a couple of other series that he may, I I don't know, like he may be in charge of, or uh, like nobody who isn't, who had anything to do with the, the last three movies is going to, is seems to be allowed to touch this because this, you know, the, the sacred cash cow was being sacrificed. Um, um, I think you're being a little over the top on this. One. I may, maybe, I don't know. You tell me because I, this is this, I, the, the amount, the amount of, I mean, I, I, JD, I went down this rabbit JD, hole and there was much, a lot of talk about all this stuff. How much did Rise of Skywalker make? Like near a billion dollars. Yeah, that, does, that doesn't make it a good movie though. But say but it good that's movie. not Here's, the point. The no. people that are in charge of Disney don't care if you like the movie or not. Right. They care how much it made. But it still made less than the, the last two. It did not, in fact, make less than, less than the last two. How much did it make more? I don't know. I'm not have the numbers. I don't have box office mojo in front of me, but like this thing you say is like, you know, like you've got this, you, you've propagated this whole story in your head about what Kathleen Kennedy's doing. And you say that, that Favreau was left alone to make his movie. That's the problem is that Kathleen Kennedy wasn't directing this ship. She let, she let Lord and Miller make solo the way they wanted. The studio said, what is this? Then they had to redo it with Ron Howard money. Well, money poorly spent. J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson were not on the same page when they were making their movies. Right, but they, they, one, but that's the problem. One was, she, yeah, what I'm saying, but this thing like this, you're not, she's not like ruling over them with an iron fist like Kevin Feige does. She's letting them do what they want, and that is so, the problem. So uh, it made $1.074 billion worldwide. It's a terrible. So terrible. The Force Awakens made more than the last jedi which made more than rogue one which made more which made more than rise of skywalker so, so the, the rise of skywalker awakens. made less than uh the force awakens and the last jedi and rogue one so force so force awakens made the most then skywalker then jedi no it's force awakens then the last jedi then rogue one then Rise of Skywalker. You're going by gross number there. You're not going by, is this box, is this uh, Daily for, cumulative domestic box office. Is this adjusted for inflation though? Because inflation will make a difference on those numbers in four years, in, in four years time. Uh, unless there. That's the thing though, is like, you know, this happens always. The first movie always makes the most. Always. Like, and that's why I made 1.3 billion. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a billion dollars, man. It's a billion dollars. Exactly. Like where like, people now were their divisive opinions on it? Yeah, sure. Are yes. yeah, it's that's gonna happen. Okay. But okay. I mean, like yeah. it's from it's not like but it's not like she was ruling over this with an iron fist. She was letting people do what they wanted. That's the problem. Is if you had a Kevin Feige in charge who can set the tone and edit, like they don't have an editor, they don't have like that one person, like that George Lucas. Right, there wasn't there wasn't a story guy who was in charge right. of all three movies. Right, she was trusting yeah, her mistake was hiring directors and giving them too much latitude. Right, that's the problem. So again, the Force Awakens made this like even if you just did for inflation, there's no way the Force Awakens made nine hundred thirty three billion. The Last Jedi made six hundred nineteen billion. Rogue One made five hundred and thirty-one billion, and Rise of Skywalker made five hundred fifteen billion. You mean million? million. You're talking domestic. Million, million. These are, sorry, these, are million. these are domestic numbers too, not right. 
domestic numbers are 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 foolhardy oh, yeah. because like we live in a global world and that's that's the whole thing that uh studios don't care about domestic as much anymore they care about right but, yeah. but it, i mean the only the only other market they really care about is china because it's so, so large so but, but that's still that's still like the point the point being i don't yeah i i agree with jd i don't think it's kathy uh, kennedy's fault it's it was in the sense of like she didn't make the decisions that you didn't like in the movie. She just hired someone who made mm-hmm. decisions you didn't like. Right. Um, and why, why, I mean, like the sheer number of videos and, and essays out there about what's going wrong. Because and, people and for the like, most part, like it, apparently like she did have some say in all of these movies. Like yeah, she, she hired had, people. Well, no, but and, she had, she also had this, this kind of agenda, like, there was there was uh, a lot of mentions from several different sources about um, some notes that had they had gotten also, from some of the meetings where she was like she was basically saying we are going to show peop- show everybody how um, how Luke Skywalker is a complete loser in these movies like that was a goal for the three <laughs> movies that was set by her prove that prove that I, I that's the thing like. I, that's what I'm saying, John. You're like anyone can get on these freaking YouTube channels and oh, pontificate. Like, I know, I know. Like I, I'm, I'm doing I'm it now. Is, what I'm saying is, I'm hearing that from several different sources. Right? That's not a source. Well, like, I, you gotta I, talk to studio people. Those are sources. Like directors are sources. Writers are sources. Nerds with YouTube channels are not sources. Right. Okay. Like I'm saying, you can. We're not, not a source. We are not a source. We have tried to make up that we're a source. <laughs> we Nothing's have caught on we yet, can't, can't. but we yeah. can keep trying. Like that's what I'm saying. Is like people like us. Like as much hey, as I love it, to if, talk, our opinions don't freaking if it, matter. If it, all I'm saying is, if it was, if it was just we got this covered, then you know, screw it. You know, I wouldn't even mention it. But the sheer number of See, people that I mentioned it, me, and a lot of a lot of people but, including including the star war was it the 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 biggest star wars channel on on youtube that has has you know inside problem, information like the problem I'm, is the problem is that stories like that end start out on sites on sites like we got this covered and people who agree with that opinion latch onto it and spread yes. it out well, and then yeah, now uh, you got 50 youtube channels sure? saying yeah. it okay yes. okay 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 like some of the channels Claimed they had like inside information, like they talked to people on anonymous set sources. Like, My brother's well, okay. sister's cousin's guy right, who changes look. her oil said Again. that George Lucas is gonna buy it back. Yo, are you sure there's no confirmation bias going on here? Like, yes, hundred percent. Anyone who says thing on YouTube, I don't believe them. It's not just YouTube. It was like several. Show me sites. the Hollywood Reporter. Show me Variety. Show okay. me a real. I mean, yeah. I'm. I, I mean, right. this is like, I mean, like, but there's no proof to it. Like, is, is she doing less? Yeah, I don't think they're thrilled with people like critically, like critically savaging their movies. Don't get me wrong on that. Hey, okay, but what they did was destroy every single character think, that we love. I, I think, mean, the, the, I think the, if, the, the two things they mentioned from the studio notes to to the directors was and and the writers was they're going to they're going to show Luke Skywalker was a loser and they were going to kill off one by one all of the main cast they would never well, have okay. a, a full reunion that they, i believe they, they did that they did that they that was that was like no, several that, different sources are saying those were things that they that was specifically the, made was, them do i think yeah. that was i think the plan was to be each one was a goodbye story yeah. for each character han was the first luke was the second leia was the third that was Close the plan 
that was supposed to be the plan from the beginning. Like right. that doesn't shock me. Like they ha- they wanted to end their stories, right, and and create something different, create something new. That was the point. Was these films were supposed to pass the torch, right. and people had a hard time with that idea. Well, you know, they wanted sixty year old Mark Hamill to run around with his lightsaber. But there's a difference between passing the torch and shitting on the the in everything your, that these characters. In have your been opinion, about. that happened. In my opinion, it did not. Wow. All right, we've got another controversial movie to talk about this in a is little true. bit. So let's stop here, take our first commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. Well, before we get to uh, one controversy, let's start with another one, and that is social media madness. <laughs> We could skip that one, really. It's a new year. Let's set a new precedent. Look, look, we've got we've got fans out there that love us. We love them. We want to interact with them. Ew. <laughs> so we talked This is a time of COVID. Why do you want to interact with people? <laughs> so we talked about, of course, Chris Pine is going to star in uh your favorite upcoming movie, John, the uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh my. <laughs> I, I'll reserve judgment until I see it. But, uh, like, there's not much hope. Studios uh, technically, you know, never really take those kinds of things, seri- the, those movies seriously. To which Drew Williams, uh, who is at ASW Comics on Twitter, said, it can't be any worse than what he's been doing lately. What has he been doing? Well, Other we all, I was about to say, I think that was a slight on Wonder Woman. It could Possibly. Be what else has he done, though, recently? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I don't know either, yeah. Um we also had uh, a Star Trek coffee fueled edge scammer say five years <laughs> who's at Corey McRae said really not a good idea in the pantheon of bad movie ideas. This is right up there. I hope his check check. Oh, okay. European he's English. Yeah. I hope his check is good as there will be no other benefit to this. <laughs> Sometimes you got to buy a boat. Yeah. Sometimes your kid has to go to private school, you yeah. know, I don't know if Chris Pine has any kids, but, and then we had the Ucho uh, Dorlay par, Parlay Hour. Ucho Doro Parlay Hour. Ucho, yeah, I'm sorry. Spanish is not my first language. Uh, to be honest, not super excited about this. And then Sweet Realtor said, are they going to stop and roll dice every five minutes? That's a good question. Uh, that would be a true Dungeons and Dragons movie, don't you think? Well, let's see. Oh, jeez. Percentage dice says yes. <laughs> Oh, you geek. Anyway, uh, so so yeah, everyone obviously thinks this is a joke. Um, then, of course, we talked about uh, The Mandalorian and The Book of Fett coming next year, or well, this year now. And uh, the Cheeky Chi said, I am so excited. have always loved Boba Fett. And then we had uh, also, waiting for this to load, <laughs> we had our good friend Timothy Jones with the success of Mandalorian. Really looking forward to this. I think the book of Boba Fett is going to be great. I look forward to it coming out in paperback. Rim shot, bidding, sour grapes, blah, blah. <laughs> Come on. It's not social media madness without our good friend. Tim. I know. Without a, without a Tim Jones dad joke, it's what is the show? Um, of course, we talked about Hayden Christensen returning to play Darth Vader in the upcoming Obi-Wan series, uh, to which Manuel A. Camer- Carmona project new wave said absolutely i'm glad he gets a chance to be embraced by the fan base like he 
never was during the prequels. I do hope Vader faces Obi-Wan and messes him up bad. Gosh, with that statement, it's almost like Star Wars fans are impossible to satisfy. <laughs> um, then, here, here we go. And then we had our good friend, uh, 8-Bit Ray, chime in from the Gorilla Brain podcast. The wounds of the prequels have been healed by the sins of the sequels. I like how you emphasize wounds. That was good. Uh, and then, of course, D Square had to jump in and say, the prequels are good. And so are the sequels, minus their take on how gravity works in space. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> to which Gorilla Brain replied, stop, stop, just stop. And Don said, I, it's my absolute opinion. They are good movies. A lot of people don't understand Star Wars as well as they think they do. You know, that sounds a little pretentious. To which Ray said, "Slightly, I would never take away anyone's opinion. I'll leave that to the government. Oh, sweet but, Jesus. But, oh, that's dot, dot, way dot, pretentious. I will never, ever, ever, ever compliment any part of the sequel trilogy, minus, say, the reboot of New Hope, a.k.a. Force Awakens. John, did you write that? <laughs> Just... I would not have interjected the politics into it. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so we have a direct message here, guys. Um, oh, groovy. From from our good friend uh, Crazy Joe Fiore over at the Mega Podtastic uh, podcast, uh, he said, "This is our on our take on Plastic Man. Plastic Man is a classic character and probably one of DC's most recognizable characters to the general public. He had his own Saturday morning cartoon. Continue. So I totally get people getting pissed about alterations to the character. Your co-host getting indignant over the outrage doesn't make much sense." I'll give you this, and I'll tell you this right now. He did have his own cartoon show 40 years ago. Anyone old enough to remember that is in their late 40s, if not 50s. That is not recognizable. That is not general public. No one gives a shit about Plastic Man. Bro. Hmm. I feel better. <laughs> and then finally, uh, we talked about uh, Quintessa. Um, I don't know what was her last name. Um, I forget. Quintessa. I don't know. Her her Twitter says Quintessa. Yes. uh, Being cast as Cyclone in the Black Adam movie, to which Tim replied, I caught wind of that. Boom, boom. (laughs) That's it. Now that's a Tim Jones joke. I don't think this is actually her. I think this might just be like a fan page. It's only got 100 followers. Yeah, probably is. Um, And then I have one other thing that I wanted to bring up with social media madness. Our good friend D Square had just put a, well, I just put a, review of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, what's the name of that book? Um, uh, oh, shoot. Hold on a second. Which book? Like, which Dungeons and Dragons book? There's like... Oh, go ahead, John. No, no, there's like, there's like hundreds of them. There's Forgotten Realms. There's, there's the, the, you know, there's the, the... Dungeons and Dragons at the Spine of the World number one. It's oh. a comic by IDW that our yeah. good friend D-Square did a review for. It's up on the website now. We are a comic. We are a comic... Yes, uh, it was guess. written by uh, A.J. Mendez and Amy Garcia. Amy Garcia also is an actress who is in... Uh, Lucifer. Lucifer, yes. She, yep. she was on the George Lopez show. A.J. AJ Mendez? Yeah, that's A.J. Lee. That's uh, CM Punk's wife. She used to be a wrestler. And she uh, she said, thank you for the great review. So she was very happy with it. She retweeted us. And uh, it's thanks to her, this is probably one of our most uh, viral tweets to date. So... All right, blue check. Thanks. Hey, you get so, retweeted. 
to get retweeted by the blue check marks. That's a good thing. I know. Oh, go viral. So, so thank you for that, Amy. Uh, thank you, Don, for that great review on the website. And what? Don's got a message. If you want to be part of Social Media Madness, check this out. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. All right. Thank you, D-Square. Don't forget to check out the Omega Level Podcasts uh, available on Twitch, YouTube, and wherever podcasts are available. Though they're not on Twitch right now, are they? They're not on Twitch. They're on YouTube now? I yeah, they are on YouTube. So, or Discord? Okay. I uh, no, no. They're not using Discord to record. They're not they using are. Discord to record? I thought I saw them the other day on Discord. Oh, well. There's- anyway, I'm not sure what's going on, but they are on YouTube. Check them out. The Omega Level Button Nerds Podcast. <laughs> it's a hell of a plug we just gave them. <laughs> Sorry, Dodd. Uh, <laughs> um, and on that note, we're going to take our next commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we only have... A couple quick uh, news stories. We'll probably have to talk about that one that uh, you sent earlier, JD. Kind of um, big. Seems to be verified, too. And this one, though, is for our good friend John, uh, who is the big resident Doctor Who fan. Whovian. Whovian. Uh, apparently, the rumors are that Jodie Whittaker will be leaving Doctor Who after this season, and BBC has yet to deny them. So... Uh, uh. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I mean, it's 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 funny because there are doctors that only last a couple seasons. Um, Most of them only last a couple seasons. Yeah. yeah, but but Chris Chinball has been a complete disaster for Doctor Who. I haven't watched. Um, I haven't watched. A lot of people like the the viewership has been going down by the millions for the last four seasons, and huh. uh, Chris Chinball is basically the reason. He's he's the showrunner. He's he's the current showrunner, and yeah. he's literally he's horrible he's he's destroying the mythos he's 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 the guy that would walk in and give the joker a complete backstory from from when he was a small child and and and, you know beat up in the alley like he's just he does he's doing things that are going they're going to have to be undone by the next showrunner if there is one they might go on doctor who's kathleen kennedy what is he Doctor yeah. Who's Kathleen Kennedy? Oh, you worse, no, no, worse, 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 worse. They said that about Russell Davies. They said that about, I forget the name of the guy who was under. Yeah, Ru- see, Russell T. Davies was, he played just too, he was very fast and loose with like, like literally everything. Like, like he, uh, he's, he's, um he's another director that has in mind 
a couple of scenes that he wants to get there. And even though those scenes are, are really, really cool, he strings them together with like, you know, tape and, <laughs> and, and, and chewing gum. It's kind of what a showrunner should be though, to be honest with you. It's like, well, yeah, for, for, a, for a, a show that need, that has to do as much as these guys do. It's kind of a necess, necessity. Well, I mean, but that's but the thing. But Russell T Davies was good. I mean, he was very, he was, he was, yeah, I, I like mean, those shows too. Yeah, they were good. But Chimbal is like, Chimbal is, Chimbal is, is, he, he's, he's giving a backstory to the Time Lords now that is kind of stupid and dumb. He's explained who Doctor Who really is, who, which, you know, like, like the Joker should never, like, should just be somebody who, you know, their history starts when you started watching. You, you should well, never. They, they're never. They never need to be it's, a backstory. It's, it's the, um, you know, it's the whole thing of the the mystery part allows a fan to fill in the blanks with their own imagination, and when you take away a fan's imagination aspects of something, it ruins it. Uh, Metachlorines yeah. is a great yes. example. Um, giving Boba Fett a backstory. Um, it, there's a perfect analogy, actually, but this it's an anime analogy. It's when Piccolo was in Dragon Ball, he was a demon, a demon lord, and people were terrified of him. When you got to Dragon Ball Z, it's explained, no, he's not a demon. He's a slug person from another planet. <laughs> That's exactly right. what they've done to Doc, what, Ch- what Chibnall has done to Doctor Who. Right, it's like, right. it's like they, the, the Time Lords were awesome and the, the most powerful and wise beings in the universe and had you know, complete control over time and space. And now you find out that they're like, they're just, they're just chumps. (laughs) It's like, that's always kind of been, I mean, they've been doing that with like the time Lords are, are like the guardians of the galaxy or guardians of the universe to, for my comics friends. Like they had all this stuff, but they oftentimes were arrogant and, and suffered from hubris and and made a lot of mistakes. Like that's, that goes, that goes back into. Oh yeah. But no, they, they gave them, they give them a backstory that makes them complete chumps. Like, like there's a difference between yes. Uh, all, nearly all powerful beings making mistakes um, that, you know, I, that can, that can be, make a really interesting storyline to making them. Uh, and this is, well, I mean, I'm going to spoil something, make, making them, uh, you know, descended from basically from Dr. Who being a child, a timeless child who was murdered thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of time times by this, this mad scientist who used them to create the time Lords. For yeah, real? It makes, it makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's horrible. I have it, to see that, but I don't, the way you described it, I'm not, I can say I'm not a fan of. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's horrible. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. You know, and, and the writing's been off and on this with, you know, with Christine Whitaker. So I, Jody Whitaker, I have not Jody Whitaker, sorry. heard a lot of, <laughs> I have not heard a lot of people raving about the last two seasons. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't say it's Whitaker either. Like I was glad when they cast a woman, it was about time and, you know, and Whitaker's got some acting chops. It's, it's just that the writing's been terrible. Yeah. It's a bummer. Did we lose Dave? Well, I think we lost Dave, which is a real problem because he controls everything on the show. Hmm. So, uh, we'll just waste time a little bit till Dave. Cause usually you lose me on the show and not Dave. Computer locked up, he says. Ah, rebooting, he says. Okay. Well, good thing we're not live. He he. Are we not live? Like, no. does it still record our sides? I have no idea. 
<laughs> we'll, find we'll find out. out. Hmm. Wait till Dave comes back. I mean, That's really what they did with the Time Lords. Like Doctor yeah. Who's the original Time Lord, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like he's a she. Doctor Who's a time the timeless child that you know this whatever person. They don't even explain. They don't explain. They explain too much and they explain too little. I don't know how they did that, but they managed to do that. Mm. It's like this this weird scientist finds a child next to this weird obelisk and they take the child and find that when she dies, she regenerates over and over and over again, like no limit. And so they murder her thousands and thousands, thousands of times until they figure out how it's done and are able to take the energy that's released and use it to create the time lords. And that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Cause they set up so much stuff with him being with him, learning to be a time Lord and the stuff with the doctor and the master when they were younger. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm not a fan. You know, I don't, I don't like that. I didn't mind the backstory with, you know, between him and the master. I could understand that. But the, the point was, the point of the doctor was that it was he was just one of these yeah. timeless, ageless, you know, masters of time and space that decided, you know what? I don't like being a watcher. I need to help people, you know, right. go out and have some adventure. Right. You know? And the fact that he bucked his people is what made him special. Him being the source of, they'd be like the Hal Jordan being the first Green Lantern, like literally the first Green Lantern. Or, or um, rebooting slowly, it says. Or uh, was it uh, Wally West suddenly being the source of the Speed Force? No, that happened, actually. When Barry, oh, no, I know, I know. Barry, yeah. I know, which, again, like, makes almost no sense because Barry, what, it wasn't even Barry Allen. It was, it was uh, what's his name? The, the original Speedster. Was it, wasn't it Max? Max Mercury? Max Mer- yeah, that's right. It was Max yeah. Mercury before even the guy after him, uh, the, the original, J- the JSA. Jay Garrick. Yeah, Jay Garrick. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. That doesn't sound, I have not I have not watched since Capaldi took over. And it wasn't because I like, oh, I don't want to watch this anymore. We got rid of cable. And like, mm-hmm. it was hard to, I was gone for like two years before they started putting the newer stuff on whatever See, apps. And then I just lost it. I, by that point, I just lost interest. See, he, he, he started slowly. <laughs> And I heard that his last season was great. I didn't see it. And then Jodie Whittaker took over. I, I watched a few of her episodes and I got really disinterested because they're just, you know, as bad as Russell T Davies was when he got to a scene, when, when, when you got your payoff, you got your payoff. Yeah, that's true. You know, you got the doctor walking in with explosions behind him going, Oh yeah. You know, I got this, you know, and, but, but, but Chimball is like, there have been a, there, the few episodes that I've seen, there were a lot of missteps where, you know, they, they had a chance for her, for, for Whitaker to do, to do the whole, oh yeah, well, I'm the doctor. And nope, missed it completely. It's like, I'm the doctor. Oh, let me go do this. It's like, no, Sorry, what do you have? What the- always my favorite David Tennant moments. Is when yeah. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a, that's a bummer. That sucks. You know, because I, I agree. I was like, oh, it's going to be good. They're, you know, woman be doctor. That'll be different. Um, apparently not. All right. Moving on, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Um, also in the news, we had, uh, we got our first look at the Superman and Lois teaser. Did you guys have a chance to take a look at it? Yeah. Just five seconds ago. Yes. It was interesting. 
It's all CGI and just him talking over it. You know, it's all about Over, family. Overwritten is all get. Yes, out. yeah, yes. That's what I thought too. It's kind of over. It's, it's like what are they? What are they getting at here? Like this should be like it. It's just Superman. They they were they were trying to like make it really. I don't know. They're trying to tug heartstrings or something. I don't know. It's hard to tug heartstrings when you have no an emotional connection to that version of the character. Right. Yeah, I mean. It's like, well, the last time we saw him was in the crossover. They got trapped in that mirror universe, right? Oh, so that's what that was. Okay, so that's what was up with all those, like the shattering. Yes, exactly. Very, so, very Jeff Johnsy. Yes, yes, exactly. So, yeah, so, I mean, won't be the just, last time I say that tonight. <laughs> he talks about how you know when the uh, you, you might feel broken and not the same person, but uh, you know things only make you stronger. Yeah, very overwritten. Very, as, as John put it, heartstringy pulley. Um, well, trying to, but again, like JD said, it's like you have to have something there to care about first. And uh, yeah. Not- well, that actually brings me uh, to an interesting point. And I think it's one of the things, I think it's one of DC's issues is one of is that because it's Superman, they're like, you're automatically going to care about it because it's that character. I hope they don't take that route because mm. just they do, but they do idea. that. I think they do that a lot. They do. They do. They, they, they take Superman for granted. And it's like, you have to, you have, when a different actor comes in to play Superman, you got to kind of rebuild because it is a different person, much like a, much like a doctor, like we were just talking about, like you need to, sure. You can fall back on that after all. Like Dave was talking, like when you were gone, we were talking about how you get these moments in doctor who I always remember David Tennant. You're like, I'm the doctor. And you're like, yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. You get like, you get that emotion where you just, he'll like, he can tap into like the history. Yeah. You get like the Daleks moving back and then, you know, Cybermen like turning and running and way. You you feel the weight of it with Superman, Mm -hmm. but, but you have to earn that. Like he didn't do it in the first episode, Mm -hmm. right? You takes a while. I think the same with Superman. Like when a new guy also it's on that Cape, you've got to earn. You're also dealing with a, a Superman who was a secondary character in a TV show. Now, all of a sudden, you know, and they, they assume the same backstory for Superman as they always do, but they didn't give him enough airtime to connect with the character. Now, all of a right. sudden, you're going to thrust him into a show and we're supposed to care about him already. Well, I mean, if you got, you know, and I don't, I get that because you're supposed to care about characters in shows and they're trying to make you care about him. Right. This just didn't do a very good job of making me care about him. I would like, I would rather have seen, especially the show called Superman and Lois, I'd rather have seen some interaction with the two of them. Like, give me, Yes. Something about the show is going to be. And make me not think it's going to be Lois and Clark because we're steering into that a little bit, which is with the title. Just a little. You know, and it wasn't like that was a good show. So, eh, what, Lois Hatcher, and Clark? That was not a very good show. Terry Hatcher was great looking. That was okay. The, the show. Uh, it was, no, it was good for the time. It was good. It was the yeah, only it was Superman good. show on TV. Yeah, but it mm. wasn't like good. I mean, I'm saying we, we forgive a lot of stuff. Well, at the time, it's like, well, yeah, okay. At the time, it was all we had. It's like, like your parents, I walked up to I walked to school both ways uphill with you know <laughs> golf cleats, and it's like okay, you're dumb. Like, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give I'll give you. It got really soap opera y, you know, the last few seasons. Like when she was really, a robot. Yeah, oh, when she was man. a robot, or or when she it when, was, yeah it eating was, frogs. Right? Yeah, it's like oh my god. It's like it I just think that's that, when I stopped watching. It walked that it walked that thin line between TV soap opera and. Too comic booky. It, it was moonlight. It was like moonlighting with yeah. semi superheroes because they were truly afraid to like embrace that there was Superman. So they mm-hmm. had to like sugarcoat it a little bit. Like that's I mean, Smallville wasn't a perfect show by any stretch, but it was better than this. And it's another that show where they didn't 
they didn't really want to embrace. No, not till the end. Yeah, not till the very end. But I mean, like from season four on, he's basically Superman. They just don't call him Superman because I don't know dumb reasons. But yeah, this show, I don't know, man. I mean, it's a CW show. It'll we know what they're gonna be. You know, I mean, that's the thing. There's there's been so many versions of Superman, so many versions of Batman over the years. Um, It's almost like DC might split into their own multiverse. And try to make us care about two of them at the same time. Oh wait! <laughs> Apparently, that's well, what they're doing. Um, well, that you know, two Superman and about eight Jokers. So, <laughs> um, so apparently, according to um, the president of DC Films, um, uh, I don't have his name in front of me. Uh, it was in a he was on in an interview with uh, the New York Times, and he said that going forward. They're going to have. They're going to do a multiverse. Have two versions led by Batman. In one, it'll be Patterson and his Batman movies, and the other will be Michael Keaton as their Batman. It's Walter Hamada, by the way. Thank Walter you, Walter Hamada. Thank you, John. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, John. Um, uh, um, um, anyone else um, see this as a bad idea, or is it just me? Like, I don't think it's a bad get idea. one universe going before you no. try to do two no i disagree don't do doing what marvel did try doing half-ass what marvel did is what got them in trouble in the first place do your own thing dc's dc is at its best when you take the core of the characters and do stuff and they're multiverse dc is a multiverse right like as long as the patents and stuff stays in its own deal and just does like nolan style batman stories that don't involve like dark side and shit like that it'll be fine but and if you have Michael Keaton like being the old man Batman with all the cosmic stuff, I I got no qualm with that. Yeah, he also said that there would be stuff on HBO Max and the movie theaters. Uh, Static Shock being was mentioned in the interview as well. And I don't know, I don't have an issue with with Keaton being Batman if they're going to lean into the Terry McGinnis Batman Beyond. Terry McGinnis or Dark Knight Returns. I don't like the Dark Knight Returns personally as a personal thing. But I mean, if you do some type of Dark Knight Returns esque story. With Michael Keaton, like old man Batman, I'm I'm good with it. But yeah, or Terry McGinnis, you'd give me either of those, I'm perfectly happy. Yeah, Terry McGinnis would be a really good one because as long as they don't decide to mess with the backstory too much, I mean, well, they're going to. I mean, they mess with their own backstory. So I mean, like, do you want? Because Tim Bruce Tim did it too. Like it's his character. Like he had the real Terry McGinnis that you know discovers Bruce Wayne, and then at the end of Justice League, he decides, oh, by the way, it's your dad. Yeah, well, technically, it's Sperm Daddy, basically. Sperm Daddy. Which a lot of fans did not like. Because it's stupid. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's that's from the creator. So, I mean, if they find something and they find someone passionate enough that that wants to tell that story, good, cool, go for it. it, It's as dumb as making Palpatine Ray's grandfather. (laughs) I didn't didn't hate that, but yeah, I see why you guys would. It's just, no, I just, like, the whole thing was, I thought they were killing off the main cast and bringing in a new hero. Well, they, they did. One one director did. The next director didn't. And the next and then the next that is director. The big, that that uh, is the biggest problem is that we didn't get a class. I'll say it again. We did not get a uniform vision for those yeah. three movies. So you get popcorn all over being thrown all over the place. Mm. So yeah. you see the naked four year old that just walked in. I just lost our YouTube. You, <laughs> Dave, you have software that can blur that, right? Well, well, can, be, I'll take care of it. Yes. That, that, uh, that. Life, life in COVID, right? Yes. That's just life for the four-year-old. They don't give a shit. He's like, hey, look at me. Look at my wing. Yeah. Isn't this cool? Yeah. <laughs> He's recently discovered how cool his penis is. So that's why they make locks. I believe it or not, I thought it was. 
I, um, I, I, I was able to pick locks by the time I was nine. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so, so trying to steer this back under the track. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So 20, and of course they said this is all going to start in 2021. We'll see. I mean, this is also the studio that's promised us a lot of stuff they have yet to deliver on. Cause they don't really stick the landing on anything. You don't want to keep delivering on stuff. You keep, you know, you're not, you, you keep fucking it up. So you keep screwing it up. Like you, you're going to, you know, yeah. If something's got a stick, and we thought something stuck, and then it kind of got unstuck. So, I mean, they are. You can't. There's only so much spaghetti you can throw at a wall before, even if it does stick, it's going to be gross. Well, before the floor is just full of spaghetti. <laughs> right. Right. I, I mean, it's I, like it's like it's like you said, JD. Like, get one universe straight, right? Or was it J? Or was it, it was Dave? John, actually. Get Dave. Get get one universe straight first before you go into the next one. No, like we they couldn't launch one universe, so let's launch five universes at the same time. Sure, yeah, um, they were better. They were better, but they were better when they did that. Like right. when they were making Batman. No, and but that's the, like that's that's when they were fine. But that's the whole thing. You you're right. Like if they just do standalone stories and characters, yeah, if they're standalones. Okay. But he said, you know, two universes. Like he specifically said that, and one led by Keaton and one led by Patterson. And it's like, wait, what? Let's see what happened. Like, let's, let's just see how this whole thing. Yeah. Goes I mean, out. as, as far as we know, last I heard, they are currently filming flash and that's where they're bringing Keaton back. So we'll see. Um, eh. We'll see. Speaking eh. of filming, uh, our last bit of news that's going to lead us into our main discussion uh, is that they've already fast tracked wonder woman three. Uh, Patty Jenkins has come out and said she has two more uh, Wonder Woman stories in her. Hope she hires a writer. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait. So to to what? Watch the 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 train crash or the you know? Like... Oh, this is going to be a fun conversation. All right. Uh, Made event hey. time. On that note, we're going to take our last commercial break. You guys are going to want to stick around for what we're about to do. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. All right. We're back. And um, so we're going to, our main discussion is we're going to be a discussion review on Wonder Woman 84. Before um, we start, HBO Max is pretty good. They got a lot of stuff on that. <laughs> like I dogged on this app for, I, I want to clear it because I'm like, oh, they didn't do a great job. Having been on this app now for the last week or, or last 10 days, there's a lot of cool stuff on it. Like I, I take back a lot of what I said. Andy right. and I have been watching Godzilla movies for the last ten days. Oh, the gods! Well, yeah, they got the they got the license from. Uh, oh, I forget the name Toho. of the what? Toho. Yeah, Toho. So that's good. Um, I have yet to. I saw. I saw those in passing. I didn't get to, a chance to watch them, but uh, I watched. I will. I watched Dreamscape last night. Here's a review on a forty year old movie. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> don't watch Dreamscape. Uh, but yeah, shout out HBO, HBO. Oh, we watched the Fresh Prince reunion. Like for my generation, that's a big thing. Like, isn't, isn't Dreamscape? Oh, I forgot that was the, one there. The, yeah, the it's really crap good. weasels or the, oh no, Dreamscape. Oh, Dreamscape. Oh my Dennis God, Quaid. I remember that one now. Okay. With Snake Man. It's not very yeah. good. It's low, but it's like low rent inception. Right. But it was, it was actually pretty cool for, for the time. It's not as, it does. I, I thought so too. When I was a kid. If you watch it again, you're like, wow, there's really nothing happening in this movie. There's no plot to the last like I was thinking hours. of Dreamcatcher, but Oh, Stephen King's gross misfire. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. We've Dave <laughs> Which one? HBO Max. Good 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 streaming app. Go ahead and pick it up. 
All right, all right. So released yeah, was, December twenty okay. fifth, twenty twenty, in both theaters and HBO Max simultaneously. Uh, of course, starring Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, uh, Chris Pine, uh, Pedro Pascal, and Christine Wiig, uh, directed by Patty Jenkins. A budget of two hundred million, and so far has made one hundred and eighteen million. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score is sixty percent by the uh, critics and seventy four by the audience. That sounds about right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and so let's do what we always do. Let's go around, give our initial impressions. No spoilers just yet. Um, um, I'm going to start with the guy who's been chomping at the bit and has already written an article about this movie. Uh, JD. Yes. Do my full, get my full article of Combat Republic. I was pretty happy to write it on Christmas. Uh, it's one of the most disappointing films I've seen in a long time. It's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's not bad. Performances are really good. Um, it's well cast, great chemistry. The story is a complete mess. And we'll, when we get into spoiler talk, I'll get into it. But yeah, um, narratively, there's just there's just problems all over the place, all over. You know, and then you use Tinkerbell. That the you know you clap your hands like you're hoping for Tinkerbell to come back at the very end. That's <laughs> that's our that's our uh, that's how we beat the bad guy, who doesn't really get beat. John, it was uh, how many rewrites did this thing have? Not enough. And was it well, no, or maybe it was too much and like they had different people rewriting it each time. They didn't bring in, they did not bring in Alan Heinberg, who wrote the first movie. He did not write this movie. That's the problem. Okay, right. I mean, Tom Brevoort for pointing that out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, I I had heard like because of the writers of the of the first Wonder Woman movie, you know, and, and of course Zack Snyder. Um, like, you know, breathed on it and destroyed the ending. To be fair, I don't feel like there's any Zack Snyder fingerprints on this movie at all. No, 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 there aren't. And you're right about the other writer. What's his name again? Alan Heinberg. Alan Heinberg, right. Um, Yeah, I don't think he got enough credit for it. Um, And and I don't know why we all, I I mean, Patty had nothing to do with writing the first movie, but she was a director and she's a competent director. Her, the story was hers. There's a difference between writing and coming up with the story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But she's a combat director, not a good writer. Um, you're right. This this movie, there were parts where it, you, um, it was pretty noticeable that it seems like either something was cut or they did reshoots and they added stuff in that like wasn't part of the movie in the beginning. Um, there were parts where, you know, you had characters jumping continents, like teleporting. <clears throat> um, so... Uh, yeah, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed too because I was really hopeful about this one. It's like you know, DC. At least we got the Wonder Woman movies, and then they put this one up. So uh, yeah, that's that's me, Dave. I loved this movie. It is in my top ten superhero movies of all time. I thought this was an excellent, excellent movie. For... So moving on, JD. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um we'll we'll get into it but there there are definitely things in this movie that connected with me emotionally um more than any movie i've seen in a long time it's definitely the best movie of 2020 that i saw um okay so do we go uh, go in a second second okay i like dr sleep I'm on I, haven't, I haven't seen dr sleep. i think i'm on an island with that to be honest with you i haven't not a lot of people have raved about it but like you said some stuff connected with you that's how i felt about dr sleep I think, yeah. a, I think a lot of people haven't seen dr sleep and maybe you know that's the reason why so. i haven't heard much about it oh, people, and slept, I know, people slept on it ha, 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 ha. 
and I know that uh, uh, there are, I haven't listened to any other reviews, but I know that there are plenty of people out there who hated this movie. Um, but I don't care. I see, loved it. See, I'm not saying that I hate it. So, I, I, it was a, it was kind of fun movie to watch. You could see the aim that she was going for with the plot, but she was way far off the landing. All right. So I, com- I compared it to Icarus in my article. So, so yeah, I didn't even read your articles. Okay. I didn't want anything to influence me. I don't blame me. you. Um, you should always read my articles, though. But yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so, on, on like and subscribe. Note, <laughs> well, in fact, in fact, I maybe I'll pick that article up and, and put it on our website too, so so you get more eyes on it. I appreciate uh, So, so Mike, if you haven't seen the movie yet, this is probably where you're going to want to tune out. If you don't want spoilers, uh, if you don't care, or if you've seen it, uh, here you go. You've been warned. Here we go. So, so how do we do this? Do we go? Did John and I tell us why we we do we try to crush you and just like break your spirit and why you like this movie, or I'm do, all for the do you just kind of just speak your piece on why you love it, and then John and I come in and rain the parade? How would you rather do this? <laughs> all right. So let's start with <laughs> let's start with uh, the first reason. Like when I first got in, like halfway into this movie. I'm like, there's something about this movie that's really speaking to me, and I'll get to that in a second. But the other thing is, this is a comic book movie, boys and girls. They yes. steer heavily into the fact that this is a movie that's based on a comic book. I'm sorry, like, people who argue about logical things and blah, 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 it's a comic book movie. You're watching a movie, a woman can fly, she's indestructible, you know, like... Who cares about logic at that point? It's a comic book movie. It's like people arguing, why does the Superman's cape burn? He's an alien from another planet. Who cares? Enjoy the ride. This, the is, this is where I tell JD to hold me back. No, it's why it's I always say it's the vampire. It's the vampire conundrum. How do you kill a vampire? It doesn't matter. There's no such thing as vampires. Exactly. It's a, but it's yeah, a I agree com- with you. It's I'm a in. comic book movie. They embrace that a thousand percent in this I agree. movie. I agree with that. That's why whenever I saw someone argue about logic in this movie, I'm like, then... You know, go read a comic book. Right. Um, These I, are- I, I can I can name a thousand comic book stories that have the same kind of issues that this movie had. Yeah, no, Endgame does too. The, I think the issue with it, the reason why people start pointing those things out is because they're not satisfied. Is because they're not satisfied with the narrative. Like at some point, the narrative lost them, so they're not watching the movie anymore. Well, they're they're observing the movie, right? Let, they're let, seeing like what's wrong with the movie. Let's let's put it this way: the the premise of this movie is a MacGuffin. It's Absolutely. wishes. Absolutely. That's the, the whole premise of the movie is a wish stone. It's, right. it's a whole, the whole thing is a MacGuffin. But so you can't, you can't. So once make... you base, so once you base a story on that, all logic goes out the window. It doesn't matter anymore. Well, that's, but the problem is that it doesn't matter. That's the problem. So, and, the, and the other thing is, before we continue on, remember who the, co- who the target audience for a movie like this is. Dweebs like us. no, Young girls. So, okay. you know, maybe I'm just more in touch with my young girl, my inner young girl than you are. Quite possible. Um, just because, I mean, so I'm, because in I a truly I've platonic noticed, way, of course. I've noticed, I've <laughs> so noticed the that first... the people that get most upset are older people that have been comic book fans and oh, yeah. whatever for a long time because they start going like, oh, this wasn't good and this wasn't good. And it's like, but a kid doesn't look at those issues they go, oh, wow, it was cool to watch Wonder Woman swinging around. Oh, it was cool to see them flying in the jet, you know. The, and then they throw in the little nods to us, like the invisible jet. I'm sorry. I loved it. I loved that whole scene was, like, beautiful to me. Um, so so I will get into my other reason why I really love this movie. But uh, 
give me uh why don't you guys give me uh you know one reason that you really hated this or disliked this movie i didn't i was disappointed by it yeah. i'll tell you why diana diana prince is not does not drive this movie she does she has absolutely as a character so we write a story the base point of the story is character a has a goal something is standing in its way when he gets to the end he's changed that's a story diana has no purpose in this film till act three she's not doing anything stuff's happening around her and that's what bothered me the most is maxwell lord drove the movie maxwell lord has the character maxwell lord goes through the change like maxwell lord's the, the protagonist of the story Right, Diana's in his way. That's my biggest problem with it. With a Wonder Woman movie, is it's not enough about Wonder Woman, let alone Cheetah. Like she's she takes long, the long argu- breaks in this movie. I mean, the argument I, I get the argument is that inconsequential to the story. Um, it's absolutely consequential to the story. That is the story. Diana, Diana. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like she, you, you feel like she's inconsequential to the story. Not inconsequential. I'm saying she just doesn't drive her own movie, and that's a that's an issue that happens with a lot of superhero sequels. And this is like the Jeff Johns isms. The stuff that makes Jeff Johns a great comic book writer hurts him in film. Right. That's what I said to you. Yeah, because it happens on so many sequels. Yeah. Right. Oh, hundred percent. I didn't say you were wrong. I didn't. I just said doesn't make him good though. Like. Like Jeff Johns loves to do what are the best Jeff Johns books? It's when he delves into like the bad guy characters. Mm-hmm. He'll do an issue or two that completely focuses on Dexter or something like that. And they're great because Jeff Johns loves telling bad guy stories and struggles with, with superhero stories. Yeah. Really does. And I, that comes with, and you can get away with that in a comic where you have to put 12 issues on a month. You got to change it up a little bit with a film, especially something like this. I wanted it to be Diana's story and it just wasn't like, it's like, the whole it's like Batman 89. It's the Joker I story. Yeah. I agree. I, I'm not, and I think that, and you're right, as a kid, that didn't bother me. But now as a writer, I go, it, it hurts my enjoyment on it as, you know, going back and writing. I'm not saying kids can't enjoy the movie. I'm saying, like, a kid will enjoy the first Wonder Woman movie, too, where mm-hmm. everyone can enjoy it because it's a better story. And that's really what bothered me about this whole thing is that, um, like I said, the right, when I say the writing isn't good, the dialogue's fine. The character interactions are fine. Like, there's no issue with that. My number one issue is that Diana is not at the core of her own movie. And I think that's a big problem. I think it's an even bigger problem when uh, you you sell this as a big, like, feminist movie and a man is in control of the entire story direction. I think you're, I think people, I think that's a little off target for the branding of the movie and what it's supposed to be. But I just, I think I expect more from them because I've seen them do better. That's, that was my fundamental... Okay problem with the story i got others but that's number one okay john okay i'm gonna try to step out of my own skin here and just i'm just gonna tell you what i makes makes for good visual on it yeah you're pulling off your flesh so okay my problems with this were that okay no matter what you say about it being a comic book movie and the whole point about it being the wishes and everything and that means that they're, you know, that you, know, you, you can't really take issue with anything. Well, the story has to grab you in some way. And if they're, if the, the writing, I, I'm not sure I quite agree with JD on the writing. I don't think the writing, I don't, I don't think the character interactions were that great. Um, I think some of the characterizations were like Patty Jenkins is learning how to write. And so what do you get? You get, cheetah the, the the how is she introduced like every other geeky 
loser woman is. She walks in and her briefcase snaps open. The papers go go all over the place and people, you know, people sneer at her. Super cliche. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it was definitely uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler. But, uh, but, but, Selena but, Ky- Michelle Pfeiffer's Selena Kyle, Jamie yeah. Foxx's Max Dillon. Like, right. It's, it's, it's been so, done. So, so that, that right there started to throw me off. But then you get into, how is this? Uh, Did the rules see, bother you? Because I could see the rules of the stone bugging you. See, I see, I see, I see what she was trying to, what, what Patty was trying to do. Like, the stone when when what's his name took the stone and became the stone the stone took him over and that's why he suddenly went a little bit crazy and started wanting to grant everybody else's wishes because it was the stone not him this wasn't really his plan his plan was just to get rich by using the stone to you know have have right. one or two thought- people grant some wishes and and get what he wanted exactly. but then the stone took over his personality and then he wa- meaning he wanted to grant everybody's wishes and take something from everybody right. which was a lie but the but the problem but the problem is that the problem is that it, the the storyline relied on every single pe- person may, being stupid and greedy like and when i say every single person apparently every single person in the world like the I, I like the the uh, president of the United States. What what do you want? I want more nukes. He could have wished. He could have wished for Russia to be friends with them. He could have wished for Russia to have no nukes. He could have wished for peace on Earth. He could, the whole point of this. The whole point of this this thing is that everybody is greedy, and there's not one redeeming person who wished for world peace or something. It's like, well, um, but it, the, it's, the, you can also make the argument that. Some one person might have wished for the end of the world, another person wished for world peace. Right. They cancel right, but, each other out. But the, but the but again, this this writing relies on everybody doing everything for the plot. It didn't it didn't have any characterization, any real characterization of of anybody acting like a normal person. Everybody acted as they had to in order to advance the plot. Like when in the end, everybody has to re- renege their their wishes. You're saying not one person didn't not not one person uh decided not to renege their wish like how that's not possible um and 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 everything else was just like you know it, I, it was too there, there was there was there was this age-old trope of well you know um they they got into a plane that this a, a an antique plane that is at least 40 years ahead of the technology that steve trevor knew of and yet Steve Trevor can get into it. And of course the Smithsonian keeps all of their antiques fully fueled and in perfect working order. That's, and, and he, get, and, and then when they take off, it's like, Oh, radar, how do we get, how do I write myself out of this? Oh, she can make things invisible. It's like, I'm sorry. You, you lost me at that point. Cause there's no stakes anymore. Anything, anything can happen at any time and nothing matters. There's no stakes what, anymore. That's what makes it a comic book movie. The fact that no, there's just no, working and no, you can, you I, I have that, read, I have read story. I've read so many stories like that in comic books where they come across something and it, it works. But the, that's bad writing story. because at that point, the person's not invested. You're just reading it because it's interesting. You're not reading it because it, it that that means that the writer is not good enough to make you care. So when you get to the payoff with like having to renege her wish and send Steve back, you're you're left sitting there thinking. And I have a, I have a completely what? different take on the on the 
end of the movie too. So right. Well, but the thing is, like, because of the bad writing, you're sitting there going, "This is supposed to be an emotional payoff." She's letting go of the one person she really cares about, the one person she's been obsessing over. What obsessing over for for seventy seventy years? Okay, um, she didn't find one person that she liked in seventy years. Uh, but 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 beyond that, you're sitting there going, "We this guy took over somebody else's body." You're a hero. You had no, you had no right to sit there and and like there wasn't one mention of the fact that this guy had a whole other life, and and you've been, and you've shanghaied his body, you know, this whole time. It's like she never, never even said anything about that. She's supposed to be a hero. Kinda that should what? She kind of raped him. Yeah, yeah. Boom. So I don't you know. It's like way. it's like it, again. It's it, this. This is the the writing is such that I I think. Patty's just, you know, a a very um, inexperienced writer. And so you get into these situations so, and you have to write yourself out and you continue along with that thread and keep writing yourself out of corners. And that basically leaves the people watching it with no stakes to be invested in. And so you're just watching a flashy movie with Wonder Woman and it's interesting. And and again, I said I I saw where she was trying to go with it. And it's it's it was an okay premise. It, if it were done better, it could have worked. But the writing was such that you could not really get you know emotionally invested in it. There is no way to connect with it because every time something came up, it was it, it was you. They immediately got out of it because you know of a duex machina or whatever. It just you know it, it just it just didn't work. And and at the end, I mean. You know, okay, this is a woman who took a headbutt from Superman, right? But a little wind is going to keep her away from him. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I can't do this. It's just, you know, it was an interesting movie, wasn't the worst I've ever seen, but there was no emotional investment in it, and I did not care about it. It, it certainly didn't grab me like the first time that Wonder Woman got up into no man's land. And, you know, because I have to save those people. And she got up and walked across that and, you know, awesomeness ensued. You could get invested in that. There were, there was a, you know, there were people dying. There were people that needed help and she did it, even though, you know, everybody told her no. This, in this, she's just doing, you know, whatever the plot, the plot was driving her. Her, her personality was not driving the plot. Mm -hmm. That's what should happen. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with a lot of that. Um. I think you said it is totally the, the wishing stone is definitely a, um, a MacGuffin and that's not a necessarily a bad thing, right? but I yeah. mean, like you got to do some work with a MacGuffin to make it work. Like one is I have to know like the rules and the fumes like they're making up the rules as they go along a lot of the ways, because we're never told like quite how this thing works. Like eventually say, Oh, it's like a monkey's paw. Oh, we should have told me that 30 minutes ago in the story. And then I get it. And there's a problem. Like we talk with stakes when like, and this happens in a lot of the DC movies is the stakes get so high at the end when the stakes are so high as in like the end of the world it's hard to it's hard to latch on to to something with that and the stakes are never and this is like this is why wonder woman fell apart a little bit the original one fell apart a little bit in the third act of part one is because again the stakes aren't just hey we have to save this one particular battle so we can win the war it's like the fate of humanity rests and it's like when the stakes are too large like that, it's hard to find a narrative hook to pull you in. So that is, I, I, I agree with you a little bit on, on the stakes issue because there's not, they're not personal enough. 
You know? And like you said, there's no rules. See, if there's yeah, no there's, rules, how can you care about it? Right. And there's no, that's, that's a problem that bug me too. What it bugged me the most about it, because it could have been so easily done. And it wasn't, we have a five, I looked at my wife 10 minutes into the movie. I'm like, we're 10 minutes into this. We've had these two big action sequences and this, we have no story. Like they did that whole big Olympiad sequence that I jokingly called the world's largest gender reveal party. Cause she fired the arrow and the blue smoke came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, she laughed at that. Um, but it really was like to teach the lesson of well, Diana, you have to tell the truth. And I'm like, okay, like that was a whole, this, will, will this be in, will this be important later? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like that's like... kind of, why couldn't we get the origin of what this thing is? Why couldn't we spend the first five minutes of the movie discussing what this thing is? And again, the only reason this is a, this is a Wonder Woman movie is because that wishing rock just so happened to show up at the place where she works. Mm. And like, oh, it just so happens to have the language of the gods in there. Which god? It doesn't matter. You know, and that that bothered me because there's like, there's chances like, why couldn't that thing have come from Themyscira? Why couldn't that have been the reason why um, Hysteria had to wear the armor? Was to defeat this giant rock, defeat this wishing stone that drove the Amazon's crazy temper. Like, Like there's stuff you could have done to create stakes in this movie or to create like ties to things. Like, I don't, again, magic rock can be just fine if you build the magic rock into something tangible. But this, it just magically shows up and you have this whole, this bothered me, is you had this whole mall sequence we've been kind of waiting for since the trailers. And it's really only there because they happen to be running this, you know, uh, front to, to usher this thing. And that's really, that's, it's just there. So we have a sequence in the mall. Like we right. don't know how it got there. Right. We don't know why it got there. Like mm-hmm. there's no, it just, it just, it's just there. And it just, that bums me out because that could have been so easy. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, it negates what was said in justice league where she tells Bruce, Oh, I pulled away from humanity for 90 years. It's like, no, you were apparently, you know, jumping around in full costume all over the place. Well, maybe she just meant she 80s. lives in, maybe she just meant she lives in Washington DC and that's not a way. Well, that's what yeah, remember. I, true. But, <laughs> also, again, but you mentioned also remember armor. Peggy the armor Jenkins. had no use whatsoever. The armor was just there to say, Hey, uh, she's in the gold armor. Yes. It, well, it, that, it, yeah, even it, made, it even made the final battle worse. <laughs> yeah. She just took like cheetah just destroys her with it. I'm like, Oh, so this held off, you know, basically the 300 invasion, but it, it doesn't survive cheetah. Right. Yeah. It was animated well, very poorly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, it was. It was. That, that, I will it say was dark. That, of course, they made it dark because had to. That mm. scene was. That scene was. You know, obviously, just to have a nod to the gold armor from the comics, right? In, but in but it sure it served um, no purpose. It did. Again. It did serve no. And it could have been. It could have been. Like I said, this could have been yeah. how that armor could have been how Hysteria defeated. You know, the, the the whoever was carrying the stone or the god with the stone the first or, time. Or it could have just, just provided protection from the stone. Yeah, or it, something like that. Or 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 she was or she was still under the effects of the stone, like she hadn't regained her powers back. She needed the that armor. would have made sense. Yeah. She needed the armor to get through the powers that would have made perfect sense and again that's like when you have a deus ex machina the only reason a deus ex machina is is it just shows up when you need it to like going invisible if she had been trying if someone if like her aunt or someone on themiscara had made something invisible and let's say diana had tried it a couple times i just can't get it i just can't get it what are we gonna do i'll try oh i did it oh we set it up Right. Set it up. Instead of just like, oh, I think I can make this invisible. Really? Nothing has ever been invisible before in these movies. And I or after. I can do it. Or after. Or after. Like, that would have been useful when, like, uh, when, like when I the said, boxes showed like up. I, like I said, Patty <laughs> Jenkins is one of the directors who came out and said they don't recognize Justice League as canon. 
was so. fine, but it could have been in the first one. Like, but again, this doesn't have to be like you could have just tried it. All you have to do is try and fail twice, and you've set it up. You've set yeah. it up that this is but a, making, this is a making thing. Making things invisible doesn't even make sense to her power set. I mean, it's just. But that does that's fine because that's in the comics. Like it's. I the, mean, okay, that but thing. that's but fine. Still, that doesn't yeah. bother me. Just make it make sense. Like, lie to me. Like, like uh, we talk about Doctor Who. Reverse the polarity, man. Yeah. Reverse the polarity. Let me know that you know what you're doing. That's it, and I'm fine. Instead of, I think I can make this invisible based on what? I don't know. Hunch. <laughs> that's so it's like again, like they do these. Emo- I think the emotional sequences with her, with again, they have amazing chemistry. Chris Pine and and Gal Gadot amazing chemistry when they're on screen together boy do they look great boy does it feel great like it's like they did the hard stuff well mm-hmm. but the simple stuff is like they were it was it comes off sloppy they screwed up it, that's the hard thing. stuff like it's hard to make people care about a relationship it's hard to find chemistry between quite frankly Galga, that's not that great of an actress and chris right. pine can pull a performance out of her yeah and that's it, how good he is and 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 patty can pull a performance out of her too but but at least she's the writing, a good director the writing in the first movie worked around gal gadot's weaknesses so, yeah. this one did not <laughs> i don't know if I, I don't know if i agree with that but i mean like it just it's like my issue is the her story and what is the what is the consequence what are the consequences for maxwell lord and Barbara Minerva. There weren't any. That's a None. Thing. Yeah. Uh, Barbara lost her. Lost her powers. She destroyed a bunch of shit, but she lost her powers. And Maxwell Lord. <laughs> she might have killed somebody. Maxwell Lord brought the world to its knees. And you got a great scene because Pedro Pascal, great actor, has this great emotional scene mm-hmm. with this kid who made a lot of wishes that didn't go fulfilled, by the way. But like, he's holding his kid and as a dad. I'm like, man, I'm feeling this. Like, now, I get we, I felt that. But that's it. So I will say I will say uh, two things. My my two criticisms of the movie. Um, number one, it didn't need to be set in the eighties. That felt no. like it, that kind of felt like that was thrown in. Like they came up with the story and someone said, "Well, how can we make it unique? Oh, let's give it an eighties feel." You know, I, I really feel that that was the discussion around it. There was no need for it to be in the eighties. At least and, they and, didn't hit you over the head with the eighties stuff like some movies do. I kind of wish they did though. Yeah, but, I know, right? and the only and the only thing that's eighties that feels eighties in the movie is the whole arms race thing and this, having a president who wanted more <laughs> nuclear weapons. And it was they, like, they legit- like Reagan. Yeah. And they legitimized <laughs> not, the star even, Wars program. Well, that was another yeah. thing. Why didn't they get an actor who looked like Reagan? Like, if you're gonna steer to the skid, steer into the skid. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Tell me it's made, Reagan. Yeah. It made but no it, sense. Um, but yeah, also no sense. Like you said, the the Star Wars thing. Yeah. So they sudden like they just happen to have in the room the diagram for a system that can take over every single system, you know, in the world, so yeah, that again, you, you you can broadcast to it. It's like, yeah, sure, everybody everybody speaks MacGuffin. English in the world it's, too. It is. It's promising. You, you throw a lot of MacGuffins in there. People start noticing how many MacGuffins. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other, the other, only real issue, like I said, um, is the end of the movie. In the sense of what happens to Maxwell Ward when he when they finally reveal what's the point of the movie? But they you only get it in the last five minutes of his relationship with his with his father and then reflecting back into this relationship with his son. So Jeff Johns. And it's like such a Jeff Johns thing. Yeah, I I know. But it's just like that would have worked if you sprinkled, sprinkled, sprinkled that throughout the movie. And I'll agree to, 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 you know, what JD was saying, we're setting things up, set that stuff up a little bit better 
So there's more of an emotional payoff when you get to the reveal at the end. Right. Yes. And and he's and again, Pedro Pascal got the chops. He's great. Like he's he's doing his Al Pacino. He's just chewing on yeah. scenery left and right. And he, it makes it work. And like, but again, it's like he okay, I, I get it. I get it. I'm about my son. This is all I need. I'm like, this is a good scene. And then they just cut away. And I'm like, well, I one, I thought his neck was gonna get broken. I was a hundred percent convinced that they were gonna break his neck because one woman in the comics breaks Maxwell Lord's mm-hmm. neck. Convinced it was coming. Never comes. Big surprise. But nothing happens to him. It's like the complete opposite. I thought he was gonna die, and he just he just gets to leave. Mm-hmm. Like it's like oh, to chuck, his son and live happily yeah, ever after. Chalk it up to a bad weekend. It just it's it, it was. It, it, it was a really bad weekend. It was a terrible. Yeah, that was weekend. a really strong whiskey. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's like. But that's how it. And it's like it it, it bugs me a little bit because it's like okay, there's no because usually we see the opposite where the but, villains have to be killed, and I'm like okay, we didn't kill him. That's good, but like. There should be some comeuppance. So there's no stakes, no consequences. What was the point of everything? But that goes back to what John said, is that it was kind of the stone taking him over. Well, yeah, but he did it. He did it. He did it, though. He asked for it. And he was a con artist beforehand. So we start off with him not as a good person. He arranged for that. And that's and that's uh, robbery that jumpstarts kind of the movie. Now, and I agree. And if they had sprinkled the the relationship with his father and his son more throughout the movie, you probably would have been more forgiving of him by the time you got to the end. But since they only throw that to you in the last five minutes, it's like, yeah, but I mean like when you, the bad guys are supposed to have like some type of repercussion in these movies. That's it's like, like, it's like superheroes. It's, it's like uh, uh, Peter letting Sandman go away in the end of the Spider-Man three, which I didn't like either. Spider-Man three is not a good movie. You know, yeah. yep. that, suffers from, that suffers from a lot of the same problems with this one. Those are more magnified. Those right. are way more magnified. That's a way worse movie. But it suffers from a lot of the same issues that this movie does. So, and, so but yeah, I mean, well, 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 wait, just just how about this? How about this one, Dave? Why did the Dreamstone, when it's creating nukes out of thin air and walls out of thin air, why did it take um, take uh, Steve's mind or spirit or soul or whatever and put it in somebody else's body? Why didn't it just because it was part of the cost of the wish? No, the cost of the wish was her powers. The cost of the wish was her powers. There's also the cost of uh, Barbara's wish. Like she gets, you know, what bothered me the most about that is like again, it was Chris, it was it was Steve Trevor's choice that he had to sacrifice himself. Wonder Woman doesn't have the agency in her own movie again to make her own sacrifice. Right. That's no. That, she yeah. had to renounce. Well, yeah, but she he convinced her to renounce the wish. You're right. Well, yeah, and again, it was never mentioned that he had. He was like, you know, co He was piloting somebody else's body this whole time. Well, he is a pilot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, Wonder Woman suddenly learns how to fly too. Like there you go. Another. Another. To be learned. fair, it's been seventy years. I don't have an issue with her learning how to fly. Yeah. If that were the only thing, yeah. But then turn. You talk about her flying a plane or her flying, like flying? Fl- flying, flying. Well, she like, flies. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, like, those, and the special effects in that scene look great, which even right. like made the I, cheetah stuff worse. I know, but it's again, like, that's, if, again, if, that, if that had been the only thing, that would have been gr- a great thing to add. But in the midst of all the other, oh, God, I'm in, I'm now I'm in writing myself in a corner. How did she get to the island? Oh, okay. She learns how to fly. There's Just a lot of, out of nowhere. There's a lot. There's a lot of Deus Ex. There's a lot. There's like three or four different Deus Ex Machina plots. And yeah. the, the ending, like I joke, the ending is basically like Tinkerbell. You clap and Tinkerbell comes back to life. And it's just like, right. but again, when you create something that's so unreal, like, and again, this comic book movie, I get it. Like, so is snapping your fingers to work the Infinity Gauntlet. 
mm-hmm. but you've got a bigger emotional investment there. And if like, it doesn't, it doesn't work because we can't touch anything. We can, in, in Endgame, we were able to, we had, phys, we touched, we were touched by the deaths of all these heroes and then they're coming back. So we know the stakes are there. And you Thanos too, it. you could, you could empathize with Thanos. You could, you could. understand what, how, what he was trying to do and why. You could. You could. This movie, it's it's bloated, man. It should have just been Barbara Minerva and Wonder Woman. Yeah. That should have been the that should have been the movie. You didn't need Maxwell Lord. You know, that's my that's my biggest overall critique is I think again it's just it's it's like the Jeff so, Johnsiness of it. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, yeah, it just I don't know. I I, I again like it was there was just too much I couldn't get emotionally invested in it. So, At the in the end it was just flashy and 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 it's you know, spark, so, sparkly, sparkly and flashy, but it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good it looking movie. Cinematography is great. Yeah. You know, color, 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 a lot pale. of color in it. Most yeah. beautiful looking DC film we've seen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All they, right. they took off the, 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 the Snyder. Sepia tone. Someone, <laughs> someone turned, clicked off. Uh, he kicked X on the when final cut and turned <laughs> off sepia tone. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, Dave. So anyway, we're, we're killing you. Uh, well, okay. So I was, I was, saving this because this is going to be a little difficult but um so speaking as the the person in the room that has lost someone but lost their love um like that's what connected to me right away like the beginning of this movie um diana is acting like somebody who has lost their spouse you know like she's definitely got she's pulled herself out from the world she's you know eating alone. She doesn't want to interact with one, like mentioning that she doesn't go to those, the, the fundraisers and stuff because she doesn't want to be part of the world. You know, like that was, you know, really well done. And for Gail Gadot, very well acted. Like I, it was believable, you know, it worked really well, which set up, you know, like as soon as she picked up that stone, I knew exactly what she wished for. Like I didn't even have to, you know, it was, wasn't a, there was no guesswork at all there. That I understand. Mm-hmm. Can, I, so, can I can I interject though? For someone who's supposedly thousands of years old and has had seventy years to you know no, come to terms no, with what happened, no, 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 that's not how. No, it works. no, I mean that is not how it works. Do not, do not try. I read an article and the thing was the the, the talking about that and it was like. Oh, it's been seventy years. She should move on. That's not how it works. I'm not saying that she and should move on. You... I'm not. I'm not saying that she she should have moved on. I'm not saying that it didn't matter to her because you know, you, human psychology. There's I have that, that's, there, are women, I, it, there are women in my support groups that have that are 10, 15, 20 years and are still mourning. Yeah, I get. I, I get it. But she's but she's also somebody who has thousands of years of experience. But it was her first true love. I, I understand that. But again, somebody who's been alive for that long, give it that that much time under your belt gives you a certain perspective. It doesn't mean that she didn't care about him. And yeah, the first thing she would do probably when she got a wish stone is still even even with even with all of that wisdom and and time and and knowledge under her belt, she would just still. I, I agree with you. The first thing she would have done was oh oh. Man, remember Steve Trevor? My God, my 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 greatest love. Yeah, I get that. But they also like really, really leaned into the. Oh God, I can't let him. You know, I I I miss him so much. I miss him so much. It's like, yeah, yeah exactly. I can see. I can Every see. Day. 
but every day and it gets worse every day. It doesn't get better. My dad's been, my mom died 19 years ago and my dad has never remarried. He's dated a little bit, but it's never been, he's never had. So I get that. And because you have thousands of years under your belt, let's say that since he's thousands of years old, what's 70. True. That's, a, that's like a day. Like it's like a blink of an eye. I get it. Is. All right. For All someone right. that's that, an immortal, that makes you know. It, but it also gives. It also should give you a certain perspective on, you know, being able to handle that kind of grief. Not if with, you never without had becoming a blubbering. You know, well, not if you okay. haven't had it before. Yeah, she. What, what grief did she have? She didn't lose anyone until she leaves the island. Right. That's why Themyscira is Paradise Island. They're immortal. They live forever and they're just doing their thing. Right. There's no there really aren't a terrible amount of consequences. Well, she she did island. lose quite a few people when Steve when, showed up, when but... Steve shows up. That's the first time <laughs> I think that's the first time she has to learn. Like and Steve represents more than just a first love. Like Steve is her gateway to this whole other world. And now that now he brought her there and she's alone. I'm surprised. It, the more surprising thing is how how interactive she is with people rather than just, you know, doing Bruce Wayne and, and Dark Knight Rises and just going off and being by yourself, you know, well, in, uh, in, the, in the Justice League movie, that's what she did. But now they're rewriting it's best to, the history. It's best to ignore Zack Snyder. Yeah, that's, I, I find I find well, yeah, I, that as a rule, I, believe. No, I, I got no qualm. I have no qualm with any of that. Dave, that makes complete sense. Seen it from my dad. That all that all made perfect sense to me, because I think people who who say, well, she shouldn't have moved on. It's like, ah. It ain't like that when you when someone leaves you like that. No, you I've, can I've you can seen move, it. You move forward, but forward. you don't move on. On, yeah, that's a great way to say it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna steal that from you. Actually, I'm gonna write that down. And then the other thing is that, like, everyone's complaining about the whole uh, in another body thing, <laughs> which like it was an interesting choice on on their part. But I I see it as two things there. Number one. If you're in, if you were in that position, you wouldn't care how the person came back. They're back. That's it, you know. And she doesn't have the. Think about it. Everything go, goes over like a couple of days. She doesn't have time to think about the the consequences. And two, a couple I also of days. Look at, when you we, we just remember, she was always seeing the other guy's face. No, she wasn't. She was seeing. All I see is well, you. she she yeah. I mean, but but we. I mean, the the film took liberties and showed us what she was seeing you know, not yeah, not, not seeing him. per se but perceptive no, well, when you really love he was him, perceiving you see their soul, him, right? you don't see their their physical right but, but she was looking at physically the other guy's face the whole time no, she, wasn't. She, was she, was looking looking soul. she was looking at steve the whole time she sees steve that being said and i agree with you dave 100 in the context of the story i get them they make sense why did they do it like and then that's I'll also my, say, that's I also look at I the, the other side of it too is Quantum Leap. Yeah, like, Quantum Leap did some did Quantum Leap did some things sometimes. He, he had like, sex four times in the show. He did. So it's the same, it's the same concept. It's well, it's not, you know, it's a someone else is driving the ship. Yeah. And like, yeah, and again, all, one time he produced a child. Um yep. quantum leap. So it's also 2020, and there's things we look back on now that are different. Like we, we as a society have a better, um, we, we have a better conception and grasp of what consent really is. And because you're dealing with magic, you didn't have to be in someone else's body. And, and again, you know, she's that, supposed to be a hero. 
How Again, do you not ever bring up the fact that the, that this guy's this guy's because, been hi- this guy's body has been hijacked all this time? Because like it was just a vehicle. Because the, the filmmaker, the truth is, the filmmakers didn't think about it. Right. They probably right. said it's like quantum leap, and that's the issue. Is like you know, I don't put it on the characters. The characters do what's on the page. Right. The problem is it's on the page. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's what that's what I'm saying though. Like the writing, the 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 this yeah. this it breaks the story because you're sitting there going, well, you you you. This guy is, you know, be he's a meat puppet this whole time. Uh, you know, aren't Anyone? you supposed to be a hero? Why, you know, it, it, that should at least come into the conversation. Michelle goes to the end of the movie. She goes, like, his family is going to be wondering why he was running around with that lady in the bikini doing all that stuff. And he's going to say, I have no idea what happened. Like, and it's going to well, be an awkward Christmas. He, I think I the other thing is they kind of made it obvious that he was on his own. I think in the movie, the way he was living in that doesn't, that doesn't matter. There's a moral dilemma that should have been addressed in the movie or shouldn't have been addressed period. They should have like, it's magic. Like if you're literally setting the rules to nothing, which is what they did. Like there's no reason why he couldn't just been risen. You know, right? Exactly. From, and it would have been better if he'd have been because you know one woman like supposedly Diana. Because okay, let's do this. Diana was supposedly in the original story created from clay, right? Her mother made her from clay and dust. Right. It'd have been better if Steve Trevor was made from clay and dust. And when she makes the decision that he has to leave, if he crumbled in her arms, my God, that is a freaking scene. Oh, that would break. That would bring. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That would that would hit like a yes. truck. Ain't nobody hiring JD Oliva to write these things. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, so so like if you're going to hijack somebody's body, there's got I mean that that should be a plot point somehow. It should be addressed in the movie somehow. It should be yeah. They did address it in the movie at the very end. She looks at him, it's like, oh yeah, I, I boinked that dude. Uh Chris Yeah, was, I mean, but that's what it's I mean, it's not addressed, totally but, off. That's totally how it comes off. Is like she's like, Oh yeah, I've seen your house. I know what your penis looks like. Yeah, I it's, mean I'm, but like, but right. It's so, awkward. It's the it, shining a light on it like that made it more awkward for me. Right. So if you're going to write yeah, something think, like that, use it. If you're not going to use it, then you're then putting no it in is only is only again. But they didn't think that's and this is right. the problem is like mm. they were just putting stuff together, trying to make it make sense. Well, how does he come back? OK, well, he comes back in someone else's body. Great. Perfect. Right. Great. Perfect. But they didn't think about like the the connotations that come with. It. And this is the problem when you have success in Hollywood is and we, it's like the, the Chris Nolan syndrome is you do things right. Yeah. And then people stop telling you, I don't know if this is a good idea. They just assume that everything you do is right. So no one's over your shoulder going, should you do that? (laughs) You know, and that happened. Like I said, Chris Nolan makes sense of tenant. I dare you. I dare you to watch tenant and explain to me what the hell is going on. Cause no one in the Warner can say, Hey, Chris, this shit don't make sense. Oh, I mean, that's happened to a lot of, I mean, like everyone, everyone, look look at matrix, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a great example. That's a perfect perfect example is Matrix or or Cameron, you know. Yeah. James Cameron's another one too. Yeah. When you achieve a certain level of success, all of a sudden the studios think you know what you're doing and then people George Lucas too. George Lucas, right. Yeah. He's probably the best example in the prequel yep. trilogy cuz like someone just said midi chlorians George, really? Yeah. And he'd be like, "Hey man, I gave you the force." And they got to go, "Oh, okay." You gave us the force. You know what you're doing. Right, right, right. You know, like, that's the thing is sometimes everyone as, as a writer, I'm telling you this, everyone needs an editor. Everyone creative needs someone to say, this is good. This is good. Rethink this, this, and this. Yeah. What the hell is this? I mean, it's like, like you need that. Every creative yeah. needs to hear that. Cause not everything everyone does is art. Everyone misfires. Yeah. And there's a couple misfires in this movie that could have been avoided. 
that's being this is a conversation that we should not be having about this movie because right. it literally means absolutely nothing to the movie but it's a lot of people have had it so right. this isn't just the three of us being like picky nerds like this is a this is a problem in the movie right again i don't see it as a problem but doesn't bother me. Two um, thirds of two thirds of people see this problem. Yeah, until until somebody takes over your body and you get used for. Well, actually, you'd like that. <laughs> again, <laughs> again, I think yeah. I think I think anyone in that situation wouldn't uh, care either. Um, uh, they kind of would, actually. I would no, no, say I most people would not like the idea of being taken over. Well, I'm saying, but you don't know where his soul was at that time. You could don't been, know where his soul was. It right. could have been in hell. Right. Thank exactly. you, Mark Bernard. I stole that joke. Like, it could have been <laughs> It could have been anywhere. It could have been. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, again, in Quantum Leap, they at least tell you they're in the waiting room. Well, he was in the waiting room. I mean, it's, but tell me. That's why they took a place in the 80s, because there was a Quantum Leap reference. Um, now. We got one 80s end. song. One 80s song. The yeah. end. I'm going to say this. Um. Which end are we talking about? The end, like the climate, like the end where she beats Maxwell Lord. The yes, end where yes. Maxwell yeah, the Lord. end, the end where 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 there's so, like three endings. So yeah, mm-hmm. the, the end with okay. So the lasso on his ankle, blah 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 blah. Um, and and again, it's also stupid that I will I will say this: it's stupid that she couldn't get him, couldn't get him, and then all of a sudden got him. Like there was nothing. Like if they had a second where he got distracted and the wind died down and she got him, that would have been like, okay, that makes sense. But powerful ass wind. Um, well, it's magic, so you know, it's just like Superman's vulnerable to magic too. Sure, magic. Um, but they do set up earlier in the movie, if you're paying attention, that uh, like once you renounce the wishes, things go back. Yeah, so the, back to the gets- way where. Right, he negates it, so everything. So his when, wish he, negates, when he when yeah. he re- recounts his wish, everything goes. All, yeah. everything goes back. So all the wishes get uh, taken away because yeah. he recounted his. So if he was never the stone, renounced then his, yeah. all the other wishes automatically got renounced. It didn't right. matter at that. Point. Are you sure? Because that wasn't explained either. No, yes, I got it was. that. Yes, it yes, was. Uh, yes, it was. How? That where? How? When they when they find the book and they're reading the the instructions on the stone. When it's they're not, in that warehouse it, with that weird character who was only in it for the one scene who had the the book that explained what the story yeah, the, was. The, the Bob, the, the guy who's there only to drop exposition and, and, yeah, and, and, and knowledge. Exactly. And 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 of course, yeah, I I did have an issue with that. Like, why didn't she could have just gone back to Mascara Mith, uh, Paradise Themyscira. Island? Themyscira. Themyscira. I, I always forget the T. Um and talk to someone there who could have explained what the stone was. Like and why they connected. It would have connected. Right. But why they had to like f- have a random character who had a book that explained the stone was like, that that doesn't make but, sense. But but again, I don't remember that part where yeah. it was explained that if he took his back, everybody else's got taken back if, automatically. If, if, because they said if the wishes are announced, things revert back to the way they were. So why right. why which explains why, why no one else in the DCEU no remembers these events. Right. But no, it, it negated it from history. And Patty Jenkins actually said that on her Twitter too. Is that she actually said this on her Twitter today? Is that they were talking about the body swap thing, and like she said, because he negated his wish, none of it happened. That wasn't explained in the movie, though. Uh, not it in did, overt it didn't, terms, it, not, right? Well, not not even in not even in non-overt terms. Yes. At the at they, the end, they say you're, it in you're, the book <coughs> when they're reading the book, you yeah. weren't paying it's, attention. Watch the movie again. No, no, when no. The book, the, in the, it's she it's said not, it's it's there, but it's not terribly clear. You know, 
Cause it's not like it's there, but it's not like, expl- like, it's not like it's reinforced. Well, and if that's the case, then why was, why was the movie so interested in going to all these people and showing them renouncing their wishes to, to, to redeem society, to redeem. Yes. That's what Diana is supposed to do. Diana is almost like, it's almost like a Christ-like sequence where she's sent to like redeem mankind. And even though, even though all their wishes go away, when he embraces, they are making the decision on their own to be better. Those people are changing their, are realizing the error of their ways. It's way overdone and way ham fisted. And, 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 and not, That's and, what it's worth. and it's not, I mean like, yeah, comic book or not, it it takes you out of it because it, 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 there's it wouldn't it wouldn't happen like that. It's a little. It's I guess that's why I compared to Tinkerbell. Yeah, yeah. That's why I can. That's right. why I yeah. I, I, I think narratively, I get what they were going for. They were going right. for the big exactly. heart pull moment. But again, it's not. It, they, I don't think they they stick the landing at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if it, it, yeah, I mean, if it were done differently, but 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 you can't do something that's so far out of reality. That it's just not believable because again no, that takes you out of the movie. No, no, you can. You have well, no, you, not in this way. Not not not, way. not for human nature, right? Because again, we all sat there and shed tears when Thanos did this, right? right. No, no, died. yeah, but there's there's a difference. That's there's just difference. as unrealistic. But no, well, no, no. There's a difference between Thanos snapping his fingers, you know, with, with the power and all that, and and trying to show how humans re- would react in a certain situation. The, if you're if you're showing humans not reacting as humans in a human situation, your people aren't going to be able to connect to that because that it, it, it just, there's no, it, you know, there's not, they're, they're not acting properly. No, I right? agree. It's, it's, I, it's like uncanny Valley for, but for the emotions. No, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I don't think they're, I don't think that they do the groundwork to earn the moment. Right. Yeah. Not that's, even close. Right. Yeah, that's, I think that's the issue. And, and if it were just his wish, that was the one that was important. All she had to redeem was him. Yeah, I agree. And they went, but they went, because again, the stakes are so large and she's trying to save so much and it, it's lost, right? Like it's lost. Like it right. just, they, they ain't, like I said, they, they, they're flying high, but it just doesn't quite, like the groundwork just isn't there and the scale is almost too big. And it would have been, and I, I guess, I guess I missed, I'll go back and watch the, the book. No, it's part, there. Dave's but right. if, if I had, if, if, even if, you know, other people missed it like I did, at the end, if they concentrated on her trying to redeem him, it would have been overtly, you know, it would have, which, it would, it would have made more like, sense. And I feel like those pieces were all there, but JD's right. They tried to go too big with it and it lost something because of that. Right. Something um, is lost in translation. It's the Jeff Johnsisms, man. I'm telling you. Oh boy. This is this is I'm seriously this this is a Jeff Johns comic book. For yeah. better or for worse, it watches and reads the exact same. And the stuff you can get away with in monthly comics is not what you can get away with in a movie. Right, but you still need to connect to the reader. I agree. And Jeff Johns leans into 40 years of connecting to characters. And yeah, no, you don't no, have that. It, you don't have that in, in Well, films. it's because he connects to the character and <laughs> exactly. he's able to use that. Exactly. Right? Would he you please... Can, he plays out that, like, when Barry and Wally hug each other, right, we have... 30 years of comics to fall back on right. to feel that you don't get that in a movie, right? You get two hours. If you're Marvel and you've got 20 movies, then it works. Cause you have so much built up underneath you, right. but it's very rare for film to do that. That's why it's stuff like that really doesn't quite work. But you can, but, but, but it only takes one movie to make you connect to a character. I know. And they're, 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 they're not, they're not doing, like you said, they're not doing the work. Right. Right. To it's like, just, 
It's the same as like in the Green Lantern movie when the the post credits when Sinestro puts on the yellow ring and you're like, oh, so you just did this to do it and you Mm. took away all the moments that needed to, you know what I'm saying? Which goes back to, which goes back to like what I was saying about sprinkling things throughout the the movie. Like, I don't feel like they did a good enough job setting up the relationship between Max Lord and his son. Nope. Which like if they had done that, like in the idea that he was doing all of this so his son would be proud of him because his father because of his relationship with his father, but they didn't, they you didn't give that to you in the beginning. So nope. it, the payoff isn't as good. Isn't as there. Because if they had done that, they, he says it, but you never believe him because he's a con mm-hmm. artist, right? You believe he's doing it just for money. And he's just saying that to make himself feel better. And at the end, you see it. If they reverse that and you had Maxwell Lord talking about that earlier, now all of his actions make a little bit more sense. You see, there is a sincerity to him because there's nothing sincere about the character until the very end of the movie. And by then it's right. almost like, well, it's almost too little too late. Right. Right. You know? So it's again... So this movie has, like I said, this movie was one draft away from really working for. I really think that, like, I think it might have, ta- they might have taken more for me, but it's no, just, it's almost because it's right. almost there. The pieces are almost there. They just need to be so, connected better. So let's. Uh, is there anything? Is there anything you liked about the movie? Me, I love the. I thought the acting was really good. I think the cinematography is great. I think, like I said, I think Chris Pine is the heart of this movie, just yeah. like he was the heart of the first movie. He he him and Gal Gadot have such tremendous chemistry. And when he disappears into the third act, which is too early for this really to work, the movie suffers without him. Like the narrative really struggles without his presence. Um, he's that good in it. This, like I said, this time was great. The music's really good for, even for Zimmer. I know John hates Zimmer, but I thought this was one of his better movies. Um, I, there's a lot, there's a lot that does work. I think, um, I think that, um, uh, oh shit, what's his name? Kristen Wiig is criminally underutilized as Cheetah so much more that could have been done with her and she's mm-hmm. really good at what she's given yeah although yeah, what yeah, she's char- given she's great yeah the right the writing was not great for her character again she was a caricature like she was she was a caricature that's 100 percent true and like diana left her hanging hey i stopped you from getting beat up and attacked see it yeah exactly <laughs> like, it's right? such a weird moment like i saved you but i gotta go now yeah i got I, 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 so you, you go home that way i'll go this way you'll be, like, good. you'll be good the rest of the walk okay yeah, i'm okay. sure that mugger over yeah, there yeah. on your way home will not hurt I, I, you I, I, see yeah, i'll say that the only the only real character <laughs> moment is when they're having lunch or dinner or whatever it is at the restaurant for, for it, sh- it yeah. should have been friends the whole time we right. should have met them as we should have met them as friends right working together and yeah it, right yeah no i, I agree so it's too, uh, it's too it's too short like i said there's stuff in this movie that works like they're great together they really the, the scenes are good but yeah it's like the, the the nuts and bolts holding it together and is there anything you liked john no he's gonna hate this whole thing no i mean i mean yeah i mean god now i'm like drawing a blank i'm really like yeah, I mean, I just spent what? How long just uh, shitting on this thing? Um, I mean, again, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen, and it was interesting enough to keep my my interest. Like, yeah, interesting to keep my interest. But, uh, um, boy, that's really good. Um, I just, I, it was a fun movie to watch <laughs> if you didn't engage in if you didn't engage your brain, you know, a whole lot All because right. it, because because again, like at the end there's no stakes didn't didn't really it wasn't really pulling for wonder woman it wasn't like you were sitting there on the edge of your seat with a big battle happening or will she or won't she you know get the job done or whatever um 
Yeah, and if they kept Chris Pine, JD, like you said, they kept kept him to the end where she had to renounce him in order to get to the other guy at the at the end. If he had been with her the whole way, that would have that again would have made a much better ending. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a good for a single watch, but I don't feel like I'll ever want to go see it again because it, it, it there's nothing there's nothing to make me really care about it that much. My wife loves superheroes, and she said the same thing. She said I liked it, but I'll never watch it again. Yeah, and just to pull us, just a, like, um, How to Train Your Dragon is one of my favorite movies of all time. By halfway through the movie, you care so much about about um, about about the dragon and the main character, and you know, I've I've watched that over and over again because you know every once in a while you're like, you know, I need a movie. Oh, I can watch this because you get invested in the characters. Because the the writing is is good and the character the the humans act like humans, um, and and act the way you think a human would feel. Um, this one, the humans act like the plot demands of it in order to keep going. The the characters should drive the plot, not the other way around. So it, it just so yeah. If what do I like about it? It it was a good popcorn movie. That's about it. Had some nice explosions, you know. That the end right. the end fight wasn't great with Let's Cheetah, say. but Desert Fight okay. was really cool. The the Desert scene? Fight was good. I would have liked to see her at full power fighting, but well, I kinda had... like that. I kinda like that she was depowered a little bit. Maybe I mean, yeah, maybe I mean, it was a little more difficult. I like Yeah, it. they well, had to nerf for a bit, but I will say that that the, that is also but that's the DC issue crept into this movie of of all their characters, all their characters no, are not, technically gods. So where not no 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 the DC issue of their films where it was like I have a bunch of cool scene ideas. Now let's stitch them together. Hundred percent. Into a well, movie. that's Zack Snyder, and right? I think. Um, but that I didn't get. I don't, see, I I don't, don't get that from this, so. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it, it. It's not a Zack Snyder thing where you're like in Zack Snyder films. You do like the you know the the scenes that he had in his head that he strung together. The problem is that. There was you. You don't really care as much about them as you. You like them. They're they're cool scenes, obviously. But but there's nothing to to. There's no connective tissue to get you to that point where you care about it. In this, it had good scenes too. But I didn't get the fe- the same feeling that Patty had. You know, this I wanted to see her in a battle in Baghdad. I wanted to see her in a battle with Cheetah in the dark. It you know it wasn't. Those weren't a bunch of payoffs things strung together. It was her, you know, complete storyline, which is better than Zach can do. The problem is that she's not like an experienced writer yet. And she didn't quite get there. And she didn't have, you know, like JD mentioned that she didn't have an editor. They gave her carte blanche because of the first movie, even though she hadn't written that one technically. And, and it's, it's her and Jeff Johns. I mean, this was two people writing this thing and, and Jeff Johns is supposed to be the Kevin Feige of this. And like, he didn't, yeah, yeah, and it's a Jeff John story. It's definitely a Jeff John story, and I don't have a problem with that. Um, all right, John. So you want to give it a score, one out of ten? I'll give it a six. Uh, six, six. Uh, I don't know. Six magic lassos. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I. I, I mean, it was. It, it. It's good. I'm not saying people shouldn't see it. Go see it. You know, get some popcorn. Sit down. You got a free night. Go see it. It's a it's it's a cool visual, um, visual what movie? But 
uh, as it, like JD again said, you know, the, the, the cinematography was good. The scenes were, were played. It's got actual color, uh, yeah, a color palette, but you know, otherwise, you know, otherwise I, I'm, I'm not probably not going to, you know, watch it ever again. Probably not going to remember it even, you know, <laughs> you you'll remember it. I bet you JD, I know you don't like scoring them, but come on. Um, it's a C like I like on like on a, like an ABC scale. It's like a C. Like a seventy percent, like a seven out of ten. That's kind of kind of how I feel about it. And you, Dave? I'm gonna say, hmm. Well, again, it loses it loses points because oh, we forgot the most important end of the whole thing: the wasted Linda Carter um, cameo. What? It's like the just like that was like the Sinestro and Green Lantern too. Why is it yeah. there? No reason. Yeah. Why couldn't yeah. they have worked it in? <sighs> they just, could they could have showed her in the armor in that scene. You know, but yeah, and they okay. didn't even do that. No, it was just showed her eyes. It, it, what yeah. was that? Was that like a, a reshoot? Was that like a it was that like shot that was after a, the movie was finished? Or it something? felt like that. It really did feel like they uh, let's just tack this serves, in. Serves yeah. no purpose, right? Yeah. Right. It just, doesn't. It, it doesn't add to the story. It doesn't continue on for another movie. I know you haven't. Mark Bernardin said that she should have gotten the armor. That Diana should have gotten the armor from Linda Carter, and that's how you make that work. So that would have made a way more interesting. Like, yeah. But yeah. Again, the armor was in there to say they had the armor. Hey, Alex Ross got a paycheck for it. Good for him. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I am going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. We're not that far oh. off on our ratings. I thought we'd be more vast on this. Yeah. It's not, I mean, again, there are definite, like, it didn't need to take place in the 80s. Um, there, it's, it's all, it's all MacGuffins. And, and I understand why people have an issue with that. But it's all do ex machinas. Um, it's a, the same term for the same thing. Uh, no, different term for the same thing. They're, they're different. Oh, okay. Well, the there's both. So there's you're not both. wrong. Yeah, there, yeah, there are both. Um, and then, uh, and then, of course, you know, I guess it wasn't clearly explained about the the wish being renouncing and and all that. But you know, um, again, I liked it. It it connected with me um, on a way that you know I don't think a lot of people understand. So that's the whole thing. I think if if you haven't been through it you don't quite get that so um thankfully you two haven't been <laughs> so you know um but yeah i think uh i think if you're a widow or widower you sh- you'll you'll connect with this movie on some level so, <laughs> i get that um all right so that does it for wonder woman 84 um go watch it for yourself if you haven't seen it yet though if you've made it this far in the episode i would assume you've seen it uh <laughs> Everybody's seen it. Let's uh, let's wrap it up with some uh, recommendations for the people out there. John, you got any recommendations for our audience? My God, I don't have anything. <laughs> I have just <laughs> play Minecraft. No, uh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I got I got I got nothing. I got nothing this this uh, this time around. I I completely wasted my entire two weeks, and I loved every minute of it. All right. I mean, you know what? Here's my recommendation. Go pick up JD's books. Ah, available available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, other fine <laughs> retailers. <laughs> How about you, JD? Uh, don't watch Dreamscape. That was terrible. Um, I'm gonna watch Inner Space tonight. That aged a lot. Or yeah, when I get off this next podcast, when I that go watch Inner Space from 1986 on HBO Max. Do they have altered states on there? I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'd have to like. Next to like Dreamscape, Altered States is another one of those. That one in Scanners. 
Scanners is a good one. I'm not sure if they have scanners, but I do like scanners. Uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom is the next is these next two days. Watch yourself some New Japan Pro Wrestling, best in the world. So, hmm. Yeah, that's all I got. Also, buy my books. All right. Well, I will recommend as I always do. Uh, make sure you head on over to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe and uh, comment. Uh, let us know what you thought of Wonder Woman 84, and maybe we'll shout you out on the next episode. And um, actually, yeah, the only recommendation I have, I know I mentioned, I may have mentioned this on the show before, but I don't think I have. Um, if you're a musician, if you're a guitarist, and uh, you're looking for a good practice amp, get the Spark 30. I got one for Christmas. I love this thing. Um, it is it is a great practice amp. It connects uh, to the computer as a music interface and the software for it. It's amazing. It can model like any amp you can think of. Um, mm. So, so yeah, if you're, if you're a musician like me and uh, you play guitar, the spark 30, definitely check it out. Um, all right. On that note, boys, girls, as always, Captain America says, thanks for listening. And don't let your kid caught in the door. Have a good week.